Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey man, this is a pretty big deal, ladies and gentlemen. In the words of the great Larry David, a pretty, pretty big deal. Welcome inside a new era. This is the Sporting Tribune today. I'm your host, Adrian Hernandez. For many, your first time tuning in, but not only listening as we're being simulcasted, but for the first time, we'd like to say hello and thank you. We're glad to say we are now on the Believe Sports Network for the Sporting Tribune today. Every week, every Friday specifically, I'm taking up an hour of your time covering the biggest things in sports. And I'm going to be honest with you, we'll talk sports, but we might get into other things. Like, it just happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happens. We try to be honest. We try to be transparent. And uh, we try to be the best, man. Much love to those listening right now on the Bet Las Vegas, the mighty 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, and, of course, throughout the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, as we hope you guys are recovering from the devastation over there in Hawaii. Again, my name is Adrian Hernandez. So, like, what is this, right? Like, like, what are we doing here? What's going on? Um, first off, this is new to me. Very excited. I'm a radio guy. I'm trying to become a content creator, as the kids like to say. So I have to get used to all this, all right? We got the lights. We got the camera. I got to use my eyeballs, and I can't look at my notes, or I can't look at my clock, because I don't think that's very TV-friendly. I got to look dead center right at you, my eyeballs to your soul, as we connect intimately, consensually, in the world of sports, as we talk about stuff, okay? So I'm getting used to all that. So have some grace with me as we begin this journey. But the Sporting Tribune is a website, a digital property of sorts that covers primarily the West Coast in the world of sports, professionally, collegiately, amateurly. Is amateurly even the right word? Somehow they pay me to use words and talk. Can't believe it. But we cover the world of sports in the West Coast, three cities in particular, Las Vegas, Nevada, where I'm based, where I'm coming from. You got Southern California, and you also got Hawaii. So those markets are the ones we focus on traditionally. Now, of course, in Las Vegas, we have this thing called the UFC. We got boxing, esports, professional wrestling. One of our reporters is at the U.S. Open in New York. So we're all over the place, and it's my job on this show on these 60 minutes of us together, again, consensually and intimately, to bring you not only the best from our reporters and our beat writers throughout here in the Sporting Tribune universe, but also the biggest names in sports. And since this is our first show, 
I figured we got to start off with a bang. Those bangs, plural, bangs in particular, are going to be two specifically. Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Glavin. Two Hall of Famers, two different sports. One heading into the playoffs, the other chilling in the offseason. But I mean, come on. Shaq is Shaq. It's my second time getting to talk to him. So we're going to go to Shaq here in just a little bit. This is the first episode. I'm nervous. Trying to make sure everything's good. And we're going to do we're going to do something a little different for those that are listening on the radio, because I have to show myself. I have to prove myself to the person checking me out for the first time. It's like our first time after we matched on Hinge. So here we go. I got to start off with the sports take. I didn't think I'd be talking about the world of track. If you can see me on camera, kind of a bigger guy. I avoid running, especially for long distances. But here's the thing. Something that's gone viral for the past week has been Noah Lyles, the American track star who just won a couple world titles. Salute to him. But it wasn't his performance, the historic performance that we were talking about. No, 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 no. It was his press conference after he won those world titles. As a matter of fact, let's play the clip. World champion of what? (laughs) The United States? You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? (laughs) The United States? Don't get me wrong. I I love the US at times, (laughs) but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. (laughs) All right, so there's a lot to get into, okay? First off, congratulations. Shout out to the USA. You know what I'm saying? Anytime someone can go and compete against the world and bring some titles, some world titles back home, bring some gold back home, I'm all for it. So Noah Lyles, on that particular aspect of your career, shout out to you for bringing it home to the U.S. But let's get to the other stuff, which is the comments he just made, which... Like, okay, we'll start with the point of the world championship. Has USA always dominated basketball? Eh, Primarily, but we don't always win. Not anymore. Things are different from the dream team in the 90s. Things have changed since 92. Okay, Spain, Argentina, we know the countries. All right, It's, it's never a given. I mean, hell, look at the MVPs. Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. None of those guys are American. This is a world sport. It's growing. Basketball's being played everywhere. And the WNBA. We know WNBA players don't get paid a lot of money. That's why they go overseas in those leagues that are crowded where they're getting paid. They're not getting paid for no reason. They're getting paid because they're great. And I know the competition over there is great. And I could see them beating the Aces or the Liberty or whatever all-star team you want to throw together of WNBA stars. So in the men's it's questionable, but the USA is, come on, the NBA is the top league in the world. WNBA, we don't know that. Football doesn't count. MLS, we know is not the best league in the world. We know it's not. Baseball, USA didn't win the World Baseball Classic this year. Shout out to Japan. So that's questionable. So all these things are points for Noah. But here's the thing. This man's a track star. You don't usually make a lot of money 
in a lot of Olympic sports. You can, if you're marketable, you play, you know, you're smooth businessman, businesswoman, you know what to do, know how to maneuver with your sponsorships, this, that, and the third, but you don't really make that much money and your times that you can be in the public eye are few. You know what I'm saying? You got to get ready for every Olympics, this and the third competitions, but you don't get to have this platform all the time. And Noah won a world title. He won a couple of them. This was his press conference. This was his moment. Olympic athletes, the other thing, you don't get that many opportunities. And if you mess up, you got to wait four years to fix it. You know what I'm saying? That type of preparation, years of preparation for moments like that, it is so incredibly difficult, which is why it's so remarkable when people dominate in things like swimming or track or whatever the case may be. So for Noah to put all that work into that and to get on that stage with the cameras out, with the photographers ready to take pictures and blast it worldwide, you had your platform for your moment to celebrate your accomplishment and your world title. And what do you do? You're comparing yourself to other athletes and trying to make them sound like they're not as successful as you? Man, that is corny. That is corny. That sentiment, that idea of your successful moment is stuck in comparison? You're going to need to seek a therapist. There's something inside of you. It sounds crazy, but I'm being serious. Mental health therapy is very important. I don't mean that as an insult. Like for you to immediately go to that is kind of wild. You know what I'm saying? And also, it sounded like he was been copying that and repeating that and perfecting that in the mirror, in the shower for weeks waiting for this moment. That's also kind of corny. You know who's not corny? His name's Shaquille O'Neal. He joins us to kick off the Sporting Tribune today on the Believe Network. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, an NBA champion, a multiple-time NBA champion and an NBA Hall of Famer is in the building. Before we bring him in, we got to talk about why he's here because he's here with a purpose and here for a great cause. The Shaquille O'Neal Foundation is getting ready for the third annual fundraising gala. It's called The Event, presented by Pepsi Stronger Together, taking place a Saturday, October 7th at MGM Grand Garden Arena here in Las Vegas. You can go get your tickets right now, access.com. Find out more info for the shackfoundation.org shack we're in the off season thank you so much for making time how are you my friend first of all i'll always make time for the great adrian <laughs> hernandez hernandez that's a radio drop that. if you want to use it <laughs> no but you just talked about tickets that also didn't mention those tickets start off at 50 dollars and there will be some star studded people there uh you know me last year it was her um we had, we've had justin bieber in the past We've had, uh, you, you know, uh, who, who else have we had? Who else Adam had? Bean last year, John yeah, Mulaney last year. It was a great time last year. Yes, it was a great job. See, I got flustered there a little bit because I just, I just had to remember that her performance. She was so mesmerizing. Oh my God, that, that young lady! Wow, she, she brought the house out last year. But anyway, the tickets start off at fifty dollars. Uh, it's called the event, October seventh. It benefits the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation. And the purpose of the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation, we help those in need. You know, I'm going to give you the same answer next year, next year, next year, next year. We help children in need, especially in Vegas and Atlanta. We do stuff all across the country, but with the main focus in Atlanta and Vegas. And you ask why those cities, that's where I live at. No, 100%. And look, that that's one of the things I was going to say. Like, I've been here for five years, and one of the things I've enjoyed is you're out here in the community with your foundation. You got your businesses. I know you've been at a couple Aces games with CP3 now on the Aces. Um, but for you heading into year three of this event, 
What's been the most rewarding part of this process? I mean, just just being able to, you know, help those kids. I remember one time in Vegas, I'm, I'm on the street, and the guy was like, hey, man, there's this basketball court in, in the roughest part of Vegas. No, nobody want to come in there. I was like, what? And we went in there, and, and you know, we, we fixed it up. And, and just, we had a great event out there. And, you know, just, you know, just stuff like that. I, I know how important it is to have that. That's what I had. You know, you see all these kids now with the trainers. Hey, bro, I didn't have that. I had to go outside and play. When you go outside, you want to play at least on some concrete that's level. Like I played on unlevel concrete, but at least you want to have some nice nets or some nice chain nets. So I wanted to give those kids that opportunity. And, and a single a, rim too, by the way. Single yeah, rim too, not double rim. Exactly, a single rim. But it'll be a great story 20 years from now. A kid coming out of Vegas, hey, how'd you start? Man, Shaq built the court. I worked on my game every day. You know what I'm saying? So those... Those stories always have like a full circle moment, but it's the right thing to do. My purpose on this earth is to just make people smile. I don't want to look. We we know what I did in basketball. You know what I'm doing as a DJ. I want to be the guy that hey, when you're in the store with your mom and your mom always want to take care of you, she want to buy you the thousand dollar computer. But you know, Mister Hernandez, growing up, mom spent a thousand dollars on computers, then bills gonna be set back. Hundred percent. We step back. So I want to be the guy that, hey, if I can help a mom get her son a computer, he'd get all A's, he'd become a doctor and a lawyer. That's what I will do. And like, to your point, like, I, I want people to understand, like, just talking to people around the city, like you've, you have that impact on people, right? You're a legend and you make someone's day talking to them for five minutes, uh, taking a selfie with them, whatever the case, or helping out like you have. And I want, I want to ask you, like, is there one moment in particular that really hits you hard emotionally? Like you're like, damn, you know, I didn't know that I could have this effect on people or when that started. So I take pride in being the biggest tipper in the world. So I allow people to tell me what they want. The one time I asked this lady, how much you want? Oh my God, I'm not going to do that professional. What you want? She said 500. I gave her 5,000. And she went, Start crying. I'm like, lady, I'm like, lady, some people get take a picture of you crying, they're going to think I was rude. Stop. She said, I, I didn't know I was going to pay my rent. And I just, you know, just, it just happened. Cause she, bro, it takes a lot to wait on tables, bro. And I was looking at other tables and people were being disrespectful and rude. And I kind of wanted to get up and like punch just to like cause a brawl in a restaurant. But I was like, you know what? These guys are being buttheads. Let me go and make her day. So thank you, darling. I appreciate you, honey. And I could tell she was there a long night. She was just tired. And I was like, all right, what do you want for a tip? But she's very polite. Because some people, when you tell them, oh, I want 20000 be like, I don't have 20000 today, but I have 1000 So she's like, uh, whatever you want to do. And then she put five. And like, she was scared to put the 500 But she was just so nice and so sweet. I said, I give her 5000 That's probably like one of my, one of my favorite, favorite ones. Just, just making somebody smile. But, now, that's amazing. And before we get out of here, I know you got a million people to talk to, so I'm going to hit you with the speed round. But first, let's get to the important part. The Shaq Shaquille O'Neal Foundation Gala, the event happening Saturday, October 7th, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Tickets start at 50 bucks, like Shaq said earlier. Get your tickets at access.com. And for more info, ShaqFoundation.org. All right, Shaq, you ready for the speed round? Let's do it. Hip hop just celebrated its 50 years. And of course, you got a couple albums and you got a couple features. Rest in peace to Fife Dog, Mob Deep, uh, Biggie, Hove. What was your favorite memory of being in the studio if you can only pick one? 
So after my first album, I changed my mindset. Let me explain. Oh, I'm a rapper now. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, you sell a million albums. No disrespect to the, the, the art form or the rappers. I don't work hard. And I'm very proud of them. But that first check did nothing for me, my brother. I was like, for real? This is it? So then I Dive records, right? Yeah. So then I changed my mindset. I'm going to appreciate the moments because Notorious B.I.G., no check can amount to that. Mob D., no check can amount to that. Fife Dog, no check can amount to that. I probably have the best discography of a non-rapper. So those moments, especially when I built the studio in my house, those guys that come down and we chop it up, that's what I did it for. Because four or five years before that, I was just like every other kid. I was a fan. So now they have the opportunity to rock with these guys. That was the moment that I lived for. That's the moment I continue to live for now. Like, if I did all the rapper stuff, I was like, bro, this little chick, I'm, I don't want to be a rapper no more. Just let me be a guy that just wants to rap with his favorite artist. Cause, but that's what it was for me. So after I changed my mentality, I, I became a little bit more successful. But now you got a couple guys out there trying to challenge me, talking about they're the best ever athlete rappers. That'll never happen. I'll never give up my spot. All right, Dame Lillard, shots have been fired. Okay, two more real quick. Dame is my friend. And we and we had a battle, and we called and thanked each other. I was like, Dame, that was my first like hip-hop rap battle. It was so fun. But Dame, Dame is great. But you, but you got to understand, in competition, like, for example, I know you sit back and say nobody's show is bigger than yours. But there's a guy across town that says he has a number one show. Competition is what makes our country great. And, and get complacent. Just, that's what I'm saying. But if, 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 if we could have competition without people getting crazy, it'd be good. Like Dame says, he's the best. Okay, drop something. I say I'm the best. Drop something. Let the fans. Let the fans say. Like figure out what it is. Uh, let's move on with two more. Uh, D Wade obviously just celebrated him getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is amazing. You called it when you got there 19 years ago. Um, to this day, are you still shocked that the Mavericks continued to triple team you all through that 06 finals? Yeah, because I was because I was playing terrible. But everybody knows that I don't like to, to play two terrible games in a row. So they, they probably thought, okay, he played bad, but when Shaq is mad, he's gonna go crazy. And I was still the Shaq, but I wasn't the Shaq. But it worked out, it you know, worked out perfectly. And you know, they double team because I'm I'm a I'm an unselfish guy. If I'm if I'm shooting two for 10, I'm not going to shoot four for 20. I'm not going to take another 10 shots. Like, hey, I'm off. And I was playing terrible at the free throw line. They went to hack and check a couple times. But that game three, when I needed to step up, I did. But you know, that's when me and D-Way had our first little, I'm like, hey, man, what you going to do? Because he was so respectful. He was always looking out for me. Like, oh, shit. Nah, man, forget all that. This your time. And once I told him it's his time, he knew what to do with it. And uh, last question, and this is Synergy because you brought up going four for 20. Uh, what's your reaction to James Harden and what he did uh, commenting on Daryl Morey in China? You know, I try to stay out of people's business. But as a fan, I like to just sit back and watch how it unfolds. Obviously, it's personal. So, but I don't, I, I don't know James like that. I don't know Daryl Morey like that. I know it's my job to comment on situations like that. But I try not to get personal with these guys, especially when I don't have the information. Like a lot of people still say, hey, you did this, you did that. I say, yeah, because this is what they did. And this is my reaction. Yeah. Oh, you did it. That's it. Like, you did it. 
this is my reaction. You know, like my like I I try not to bash these guys. I try to speak, and I'm allowed to speak on these things because I have G14 classification. Like right, you have the number one show in Vegas, which gives you G14 classification. You ain't no you ain't no downstairs backroom podcast. You number one been doing it around. So when you say it, it's legit, and you say it because you're an experienced guy. And you can't say it. So, and you know how it's going, folks. Have a meeting. I apologize. Boom, boom, boom. Or, oh yeah, I'm a liar. All right. Well, I'm about to send you to Portland then. Either way, Sixers Bucks first week on folks. TNT. <laughs> and that's it. And listen, that's the only two ways he's this thing can afford. They ain't gonna fight. They ain't gonna argue. He, just, he may get fined, but either they're gonna have a meeting in Philly. He's gonna apologize. Or, oh, I'm a liar. Okay. Well, now I'm about to send you to any team that you don't want to be in. So. We'll just sit back. There it is. Well, Shaq, thanks for talking a little bit of basketball with us. Um, thank you for all you do here in Las Vegas. Uh, and thank you for the time. We look forward to seeing you at some Aces games. And again, remember, everybody, Saturday, October 7th at the MGM, MGM Grand Garden Arena, the event being thrown by the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation. Get your tickets right now, access.com. They start at 50 bucks. And for more info, head over to ShaqFoundation.org. Shaquille, keep being a legend, my man. You too, brother. Love you. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Yo, welcome back to the Sporting Tribune today. Adrian Hernandez here. And it's like weird because it's our first time on the Believe Sports Network. We're so thankful. We're so happy. Um, I'm getting used to all this with the cameras and the lights and handling this. And I'm on my stage by myself. I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to mess up my words. I want to bring you guys the best show possible. But then also when it comes to the Believe Sports Network, I don't know if you guys went to commercial break. And then we're back, which is cool. Or if you guys just immediately went to us, regardless, we're glad to be back over there. We're glad to be back on the radio to the Bet Las Vegas, the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Thank you guys for tuning in, kicking off your Labor Day weekend. And by the way, shout out to Believe Sports Network for this and this alone. Just kidding. There's a lot of things we got to be thankful for. But this is one that's very huge, right? Look at the timing of the debut on the network. We are six days away from the NFL season kicking off. We are a day away from really, honestly, the college football season started starting, excuse me, because look, week zero sounds badass, but the games were kind of mid. I know USC play. That was cool. Hawaii got a game in like for all my gamblers, because I do not partake. Shout out to y'all. I know you enjoyed it. And it's just perfect timing for us. We're kicking off as the season kicks off. The Sporting Tribune, again, covers the West Coast of the country, which means we got beat writers for the Raiders. 
I'm included in that. You know what I mean? You're going to see me in the Raiders facility trying to get you guys the inside scoop, but also the Chargers and the Rams as well. So we look forward to, as we expand this show and we move into the future, to be checking in with those teams and keeping you up to date throughout the season. And then we're here in Las Vegas, the home of this year's Super Bowl. So to be able to take this journey with you guys and know it's going to culminate right here in Las Vegas is going to be special. We look forward to uh, for doing our thing, man. We look forward to doing our thing for you guys. Um, and also, if you missed our interview with Shaq that we just had, Shaquille O'Neal was just on the program. Be sure if you want to check out that replay, go to YouTube right now, youtube.com slash sporting trib. Of course, Spotify as well. And be sure to follow us on all our social media handles at the sporting trib. That is T R I B. I go by the name of Adrian Hernandez. And this, this show is important, man. Like a first date, I need to make a good impression. You know what I'm saying? I got to get my timing right. I got to make sure my takes are, are all well informed. But I just talked about how I got to like the cameras. I got to get used to this. And I'm by myself. And I'm just a little boy. Where are my parents? All this stuff. So as I get used to all these things, I um I can't look at my notes. I just can't because I'm, I'm trying to minimize like my computer screen right here. But I want to look at you again. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I want to look at your soul intimately and consensually and i want to do this thing right which means i can't look at my notes i'm going straight from the heart to you which leads us to the nfl season and the city of las vegas nevada where i currently reside in and the las vegas raiders i have taken a positive approach the past two seasons in fact last year i thought this team was ready to make some noise I screamed embarrassingly as a grown-ass adult when Devontae Adams was traded live on the air. I, I did it. I squeaked. My voice peaked. I hit puberty. I thought Josh McDaniels would be the guy. I thought he learned from his mistakes with his stint with the Broncos. I thought this team was ready to go. I didn't think Derek Carr was the greatest quarterback, but I knew Derek Carr had a lot of great weapons, and it don't matter how bad of a quarterback you are if you got great weapons around you. You're you going to be all right. You can pull through. Clearly, that didn't work. So now, not only are you not maximizing your 1A most important offensive player, you're minimizing your 1B quarterback with a history of staying healthy. I don't know what the numbers are. I'll check them. And even if this is something that you can gamble on, on the over-under on games played for Jimmy G. Doesn't play a full season. That's not his thing, man. This offensive line is terrible. Like, it's a bottom 10 offensive line in the league. Terrible might be a strong word. Bottom 10 in the league. All these signings. We signed Jacoby Myers. All right, wide receiver. Where is he best fit on the field as a wide receiver in the slot? We got one of the best dudes in the slot in the NFL. His name's Hunter Renfro. So now you're signing another wide receiver. You're not able to maximize that best player's quality. Instead of getting the wide receiver, why don't we sure up the offensive line to make sure our running game can be all right, to make sure your quarterback has time because Jimmy G is going to need all the time in the world to make the, the right reads. I don't care that he knows this system. If someone's going to be in his face in two seconds, that's not going to be good for him. He's going to get hurt. He's not going to make the right decision. How could any quarterback, for that matter, let alone him? So you sign, you make all these signings, 
Defense, you don't really improve. You had linebackers last year that was working at Walmart before games that you picked up on the street because you needed people. Like, every part of this, this defense is thin except defensive line. If Tyree Wilson, who's come back, back from that injury, is explosive as we all think he is, which is why he was drafted where he was. If Chandler Jones shows out, even though he's been a disappointment, Max Crosby's going to be Max Crosby. But that secondary is thin. Those linebackers, ugh. Those safeties, uh, I don't know. By the way, they play in the AFC West. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, not sure if you've heard of him. And here's the thing, too. Russell Wilson, of course, with Sean Payton. So I expect some improvement, even though Russell Wilson was terrible last year. Here's the thing before we go to Tom Glavin, who's on deck, who's coming up right here in less than a minute. Here's the other question to, to fast forward. I'm trying to get used to all this. I, I hope I'm making sense, but here's, here's the thing for those joining us here on the Believe Sports Network. Look me in the eyes right now as I look directly at this camera as I ask you this question that might be the most important for the Raiders as we head into this season. Is Jimmy G not the worst quarterback in the AFC West? Is he not? Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson? So what are we doing all these things and signing all these pieces to go 6-11, and 7-10, and, and 10, whatever the with the new game, whatever the record's going to be? Like, what are we doing? We're making all these decisions to stay middle of the pack in the one sport that you don't want to be in the middle of the pack in? I just don't get it. What I do get is I get baseball. And I like talking to people about baseball. So without further ado, we're not just talking to anybody. We're talking to a Hall of Famer. See, he's calling me right now. Hall of Famer Tom Glavin of the Atlanta Braves fame is joining us here. This is the Sporting Tribune today. Hey, it's Adrian Hernandez, the Sporting Tribune and Odyssey Sports. And we got a Hall of Famer in the building joining us on behalf of Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club. Tom Glavin, also, of course, Braves Games Analyst, Bally Sports South and Southeast as well. As we start off, I know you're in Atlanta right now at Sam's Club. Let's start it off with this. Can we confirm Sam's Club has the best pretzels in the country? Right, Tom? <laughs> yes, we can. I'll confirm that, yes. Absolutely. That, thank you. And, and here's the key, everybody. Ask for extra butter unless you're on a diet. Just don't. No salt, extra <laughs> butter. You'll be good to go. I'm a veteran when it comes to pretzels uh, at Sam's Club. But uh, let, let's talk about some baseball and let's talk about some fun, man. You guys are having a ton of fun, not only because of the team's success, but you guys in the booth. Uh, they're, they're writing articles about it. People around the country are noticing you and Jeff Franco are having a whole bunch of fun. Of course, the alumni as well. Uh, tell me about that experience getting to do this with your former teammates. You know, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, when they came to me uh, the first time and asked me about doing it, of course, I was like, yeah, you know, if everybody's on board, I'm on board. Sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and it was. I mean, you know, we weren't sure exactly what to expect. Um, you know, we knew kind of the premise of what they wanted, which was to just go on there and kind of have a in a bar, having a beer, and people are watching the game with you. And, and I think we did that. I think that came across. I think people enjoyed it. Um you know, it helped that we had an unbelievable game the first time uh, with a, you know, very uh, back-and-forth offensive game and a walk-off homer. So, 
you know, all the elements were there for a great game and a great broadcast, and we had fun with it. And, you know, the second go-round, we tried to be a little bit more mindful of a little bit of play-by-play and a little bit of taking folks to break at, at the end of innings. But, you know, the premise was the same, just have fun and, and you know, be conversational and, uh, you know, let the fans at home hear some stories and, and hear us talk about some things that they don't hear every day. So I think it – I think it went well, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure it's the kind of thing they're going to want to do um, a little bit more as, as we move ahead. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And, and days removed, this this might be the most important question of the interview. Are you truly satisfied with your home run call? Because personally, I thought it was great. <laughs> I was. Listen, you, you want to talk about a lot of pressure. I mean, there was a lot of buildup to that, and, and you know. I kind of felt like I I could I only had one way to go, which was to fail. So, um, you know, because again, you want it to live up to the hype, but you know, never having done it, who knows? But I think I I tried to just kind of stay in the moment, and I thought about some things that I may want to say or may not want to say. But ultimately, I just wanted to try to react to the moment. I felt like I did. I felt like it was fun. I felt like it was a little bit different side of me that people don't normally see. So I thought it was all right. And look, as people are watching this, uh, we'll be sure to play that highlight. Like, I thought you did great, and, and you'll have plenty <laughs> more with the Braves and their success. And when you talk about, you know, broadcasting and everything, on the flip side of what just happened a couple of days ago with Ronald Acuna Jr., like, fans running onto the field happens every day, right? There's always some jackass that does it. But this just seemed different. It was weird. The hug was like... It felt like it was forever until security finally got there and stuff. Uh, what do you make of, of that incident that happened at the Rocky Stadium? It was funny. I didn't see it, and I saw the, the I saw the highlight of it, and it was funny because my wife showed it to me, and she used the same word you just used. She's like, this is really weird. And, and when I watched it, it was weird. Um, you know, the one guy kind of came out, and they – you know, he kind of peacefully went off the field, and then the second guy just kind of went nuts. And, you know, look at it, it's it's the kind of thing that I'm not going to say you worry about every time you go on the field, but it's, you know, it's certainly in the back of guys' minds from time to time, and when it happens, you know, it certainly is something you think about more. Um, I don't know what took people so long to get on the field. Um, you know, well, like it was in thankful, slow motion, right? nothing happened. It wasn't, yeah, it seemed like it, right? And And I'm just, you know, I'm thankful, obviously, that, nothing serious happened to Ronald. Um, you know, when I saw Ronald kind of fall backwards over the one dude that was on the ground, you know, you're thinking to yourself, Oh my God, don't hurt. You know, he just got over a knee injury. That's the last thing you want to see happen. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a weird thing. And I'm just, I'm thankful that, you know, by and large that hasn't happened much in today's game, but I think it's a, you know, it was a good reminder for everybody, players and security alike, that that stuff's possible and you got to be ready for it. Yeah, and I do have to ask you, like, looking back at your career, you know, good or bad, is there a, a crazy fan interaction that sticks out? And like I said, it could be it could be a, a bad incident or someone going over the top or a good one that, like, he fully dressed up in his poster or whatever the case. Um, is there one that sticks out for you? You know, I don't, I don't think I remember any. You know, I think there was maybe the occasional streaker here and there, but, um, you know, in terms of, you know, people coming on the field. I hon- I honestly don't remember much of it, but I think that was in a time where, you know, um, I think everybody was a little bit more vigilant and mindful of it. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of places uh, it, it was, 
It was probably a much worse ending for the person who ran on the field in those days uh, than it is for today's guys. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of those guys back in my day, if they got when they got caught out in the field and taken down underneath the stand somewhere, it was probably not a pleasant experience for them. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I don't know how much of that goes on anymore. So, um, you know, I, I just think that by and large, the word has gotten out that it's just it's not a good idea. No, 100%. Um, and, and to get on the actual field uh, with the Braves and their success, of course, uh, we're heading towards the playoff, closing out here with September in the regular season. Uh, Ronald and the MVP race with Mookie Betts. How do you, how do you see this playing out? Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I kind of forgot about, about Mookie. I know he's having a great year, but, um, you know, I think Ronald's certainly top of the conversation. Uh, Mookie's having a great year. Freddie Freeman's been having a great year. You know, Matt Olson, I think, made a run there when he got really hot and hit a bunch of home runs. Um, he's cooled off a little bit in terms of the home run ball. But looking, listen, there are guys, there are a lot of guys that are worthy of being in the conversation. Uh, certainly Ronald having a historic year or, or at least being on the cusp uh, of a historic year with 30 homers and 60 stolen bases, something that's never been done before, uh, certainly um, enhances him his talk. Um, but listen, you know, Ronald... Whether he wins MVP or not, um, I think he's he's probably the only reason I say probably is you got to put Otani in the conversation. You know, probably the most dynamic player in the game. You know, he can he we talk about five tool players, uh, and I th- think sometimes that term gets used a little bit liberally. But Ronald truly is that five tool guy. He can beat you so many ways. You know, and and there are not a lot. There are guys in the game who can do some of the things Ronald can do, but there isn't anybody in the game that can do all of the things Ronald can do, and that's what makes him such a special player. Tom Glavin joining us on behalf of Pepsi Zero Sugar in Sam's Club. And I got to be honest with you, Tom, this show does air in Southern California. And you saying that about Mookie Betts, I, I know a couple Dodgers ears uh, uh, peaked up. But I do have to ask you of, of what everyone's thinking that's going to happen in the NLCS, which is the Braves versus the Dodgers. And as we head towards the playoffs, just overall with the Braves, like how do you see this playing out? Well, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to think that it's not going to end up being the Braves and the Dodgers in the NLCS. But listen, um, you know, I think we thought that last year too, and and you know, the uh, the Padres had other other envisioned other things. So, um, you know, you never know. I mean, that's the danger of the postseason. It's a short series. Anything can happen. Um, so you just don't ever know, right? The best team doesn't always win. The hottest team wins sometimes. So. Um, but look, I'd be hard pressed to, to bet against the Braves and the Dodgers being in the NLCS. And I think this, uh, this series they have coming up this weekend is going to be a lot of fun to watch, you know, from that standpoint, both teams are really good. Both teams are playing really good baseball. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think the players and everybody are going to downplay it, which they should, um, what happens this weekend will have no bearing and what happens potentially a month from now. And I think everybody knows that. But it's still going to be fun to watch and kind of speculate where both teams are and, you know, who has advantages in different different positions or different places on the field. Hey, uh, Tom, before we get out of here, uh, of course, you're here on behalf of Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club. So if you could speak on them. Um, but also my final question, too, is you have one item in your house to impress someone walking in. What would that item be? Ooh. Um, all right. Uh, so first off, I'm, yeah, I'm here in Atlanta at Sam's Club and McDonough and uh, hanging out with some folks here for the end of the summer, which is 
always fun and, and certainly talking a lot of Braves baseball. But uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar, Sam's Club are hosting a sweepstakes that allows baseball and hot dog fans alike to savor the end of the hot dog season. So beginning today through September the 30th to celebrate the $1.38 pricing, 138 winners will receive a Sam's Club gift card worth $100. All fans have to do is share a video or a photo of their Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club Cafe Hot Dog Combo on Instagram or TikTok by tagging at Pepsi and at Sam's Club and by using the hashtag Sam's Club Hot Dog Combo, hashtag Better with Pepsi, and hashtag Sweepstakes in order to qualify to win one of those prizes. So uh, hopefully folks will get out and do that. And as far as my one item to impress people, um, man, that's a really good question. Maybe uh, it depends if um, if my wife's Bentley is in the driveway when they pull up, then they'll probably oh. be impressed by that. Oh, wow. He said forget the notice, trophies. Notice I, said, notice I said my wife's Bentley, not mine. Um, but yeah, once you get in the house, I guess yeah, that's you know you bring up a good point. I don't know. Um, I'm obviously fond of my Cy Young awards. I'm really fond of my uh, World Series MVP trophy. But um, man, maybe um, maybe the uh, maybe the uh, rep, rep, replica. Sorry, replica. Easy for me to say. The replica replica plaque of me in Cooperstown would probably be my best one. Man, you got a lot of options and all of those answers qualified. And by the way, <laughs> fellas, notice how he said his wife said his key. Remember what I said at the beginning of the interview, Sam's Club has the best pretzels. And remember to enter this contest to get yourself hooked up with Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club. Tom, it's been a pleasure. We hope to talk to you soon, my friend. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate the time. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. We're more to be free than a life in the pen Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen Late night, down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in L.A. On bail, my people say To live and die in L.A. To live and die in L.A. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.